Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus and transform Hoxton. Thanks, Mercedes. Good morning. For those of you who I haven't met already, my name is Rachel and I'm the Associate Vicar. If anyone is new this morning, you're in good company because this is my third Sunday amongst you. Before I begin, let us pray. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. Lead us by your Spirit in the way everlasting. Amen. Graham asked each of us on the preaching rotor for this summer psalms series to pick a psalm that we love and to explain why and then to say how the psalm we've picked has helped us to grow in our journey of faith with Jesus. The answers to both of those questions are intertwined for me and I'll explain a little more about that later on. Last week, you might remember Josh used the analogy when he preached on, I think it was Psalm 68, um, that the Psalms are like different sets of maps, each revealing a different perspective on God. Some of the Psalms are short and snappy, a bit like taking the tube across London on a good day. Others allow for a more scenic view like a walking tour of London. Given half the chance, I'll always opt for the scenic route. And Psalm 139 is packed full of vivid scenes. It tells of our cosmic backstory, that God planned for each and every one of us sitting here and watching online to be born. But more than that, it describes in high-definition, close-up imagery a sewing bee fan's dream of God knitting us together in our mother's womb. If any of you have observed the images of Tom Daly knitting when he isn't winning medals, you'll see how intimate an activity it is. It's hands-on and time-consuming. This is no image that the author of the psalm uses to describe God of a nonchalant, uninvolved, angry, distant God in the sky. This image speaks of a God who picked out the different colours of yarn, already having the pattern for how each and every one of us would look and then set about intimately creating us. Countless thoughts were spent on each one of us by God. If we tried to count them, it would be as futile as going to a sandy beach and trying to count how many grains of sand there are. Does this sound like a distant, uninterested God to you? The sewing metaphors in Psalm 139 aren't just confined to knitting. You hem me in, 
behind and before. For those of you who aren't sewers, if you'll humour me, if you have a sleeve and you just turn up the edge of your sleeve, you'll find a hem, which is almost universally used to hold the garment in place. It stops the garment from unravelling and falling apart. And that's the language the author of the psalm uses, again, to describe how God brings us together, is there surrounding us in love. If you're not a knitter or a sewer, what about weaving? In verse 15 of Psalm 139, it reads, My frame was not hidden from you, when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Weaving involves bringing lots of different colours of thread together, stretched across a frame to create fabric. And this is no basic fabric the author of the psalm is talking about. The image he describes is that of a highly detailed, elaborate, beautiful, embroidered piece of fabric being created. I wonder, is that how you see yourself? In an age where our value is often measured by how many likes we get on Facebook or Insta, or by how we look, can we say with the author of this psalm, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. If only I looked different, then I'd be able to say that. It's taken me a long time to be able to join the psalmist in saying that. I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager. I certainly didn't think I was wonderfully made then. But as I grew in my walk of faith with Jesus and discovered that he wanted a relationship with me, not me living my life through others, and that my value as a human being wasn't down to what I did, what my job was, what my relationship status was, how good my health was, what grades I got, what other people thought of me. My value was simply down to the fact that God thought I was valuable enough to create me. And that's not just true of me. It is true of every single human being God has ever created or ever will create. It's true of all of us gathered here this morning at St. John's Hoxton, whether in this building or online. And that's why Psalm 139 has become one of my favourite psalms, because it affirmed my value and every other human being's value in God's eyes. You are worth it. Not because of what shampoo you use, 
but because God loves you. He loved you before you were even created. He brought you into existence. He chose you. He chose us to love us. Before we ever gave him a second thought, he created us for a life spent getting to know him. Even as he knows every single hair on our heads and every word that we'll ever utter before we have even thought to say it. He loved us so much that he took on human flesh and entered our time and space, the world he had spoken into being. God's word made flesh, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully human, born so that we might have the chance to live with God forever, taking our place for all the wrong that we've ever done and ever will do, and nailing death to the cross in his humanity so that humans can have eternal life with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How can we comprehend this? With the author of this psalm, our response might be, as theirs is in verse 6, this is too much. I can't take it all in. And our second response might be to freak out, to run, to hide, to push God away. Despite recognising at the beginning of, of the psalm in verse 3, that God knows exactly what time the author will wake up and fall asleep, the author still tries to hide. I wonder how often we respond to God like that. Sometimes in life, if we haven't experienced unconditional love before, and we struggle to trust, hearing about or experiencing God's unconditional love for us can be frightening. The scary unknown. It can be scary to be vulnerable, to admit that we aren't in control and to trust that God really is good and really does love us and really want the best for us, particularly if we are going through a time of difficulty, suffering or doubt. There's a poem written by Francis Thompson called The Hound of Heaven, which speaks about someone hot-footing it as fast as possible away from God. But by the end of the poem, they are finally cornered and surrounded in darkness. But when they turn around fearfully to face this hound of heaven, they discover that the gloom they experienced with this sudden darkness was in fact the shade of God's hand, outstretched caressingly. The hound of heaven turns out not to be a threat, but a comfort. 
Many Christians throughout history have experienced times in their journey with Jesus where they have felt distant from God. And in the darkness of depression, suffering and doubt, discovered just how close he is. There's a famous little book written by St John of the Cross called The Dark Night of the Soul. And it speaks of this kind of experience with God. There is nowhere off bounds to God, no matter what you are going through and what you are experiencing. There's nothing and nowhere that God cannot break through into. Often we like to skip over those bits of the Bible which we find difficult to stomach. And sometimes people prefer to cut out verses 19 to 22 from Psalm 139 because suddenly the author of the psalm seems to be asking God to kill their enemies and condemn all who do evil and those who hate God. But it's really important not to skip these bits over in the Bible. And learning that is something that's really helped me to grow in my faith journey with Jesus. When we wrestle with God, with passages of the Bible that we find hard and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, God grows our understanding. Difficult passages like this give us permission to vent all of our human emotions at God. We're encouraged by scripture to vent how we're feeling at God. Because let's face it, it's not going to surprise him. He already knew where our thought train was going before we got there. Like so many of the Psalms, we end up coming full circle, but with a slight change. The Psalm began in verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. And ends in verse 23 to 24 with the words... Search me, O God, and know my heart. The author of the psalm begins with musing on how God, like a beacon of light, searches him out, knowing him better than he knows himself. And after he praises God for this, freaks out a little at God's sudden seeming interest in him and his life that he wasn't expecting, and then affirms his passion for those who oppose God. He concludes the psalm with a phrase that has become a short prayer used by many Christians to remind ourselves that we too are in need of God's grace, that we too are sinful. There is no room for religious pride. We humbly need to daily practice saying sorry to God for those things which get in the way of our relationship with him. Daily to entrust ourselves to our loving Father by asking the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, the deep, dark, hidden recesses of our thoughts and motives and to invite the light of the world, Jesus, to illuminate those things which are not of God 
those things which get in the way of our journey with God, so that we can walk in the way everlasting with the way, the truth, and the life. And by daily asking for God to make us more like Jesus, we are reminded of our daily need for God as we were singing in our last song. And we can ask for God to show us how we can be Jesus' light and to shine out of us as beacons of hope to our friends, neighbours, families and colleagues in Hoxton. Knowing that once we say yes to following Jesus in life and in death, we are always with him. No matter the difficulties, no matter what we may be going through, we are held, hemmed, woven, knitted in love. Amen. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.